Two guys not related, yet somehow are given the same name. It's time for the Two Daves podcast, where we'll answer the age-old question, are two Daves better than one? And now, here's Dave and Dave. You heard it right, folks. This is the Two Daves podcast. Welcome to the Two Daves Nation. And don't forget to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. We are slowly but surely building our audience and would love for you to be a part of the journey. Well, I guess it's time to fasten your seat belts, check for your floating devices under your seat, and uh, sit back and enjoy. I'm Dave. And I'm Dave. And yeah, yeah, once again, this ain't tacos, and the story about that will come later on. Dave, so, I, I kind of... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll tell that story. It's a funny story. It's an inside joke right now, but we're just kind of milking it for all it's worth, right? Yeah, and we've, we've got to come up with a good story. So uh, uh, yeah. We've got the story. Maybe we'll oh, we bring do. the person okay. on, you know? Okay. But anyway, hey, uh, I kind of had this epiphany the other day, not about oh, tacos. No. Oh, hmm. no. Can I share this with you? Dave, when you get an epiphany, I get a headache. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I know. I know. Well, <clears throat> anyway, I thought, <clears throat> what if Davy Crockett and David Hasselhoff did a podcast together? Well, Dave, that, that would be that would be impossible because Davy Crockett's dead. Yeah, but I'm just what if, though, you know, uh. what if what if they could have called it the two Dave's podcast surf and turf edition? This is brought to you by Awkward Moments. <laughs> oh, I didn't say it was funny. I just thought. <laughs> you know what, though? That's got me thinking. I'm going to, for, for our next episode, I'm going to think of some other possible Dave pairings. I think we should. That'd be, I mean, you could think of like David Beckham and David Koresh. Can you imagine the two of them? Oh man! <laughs> no, I don't want to think of that. So yeah, yeah let's do it. Your okay. turn. All right. Hey, listen. Anything new going on in your life, Dave? Well, I just had a birthday and turned the big five four. Oh crud! I just lost my 80th pound on my weight loss journey and have awesome. 70 more to go. But I'm glad to be alive and making progress. Anything going on new with you? Well, uh, we, I tell you what we're doing here, at, uh, here in our town. Um, every other, about every other Sunday night, we've been hosting a, a home fellowship group. Just any interested people, any denomination that wants to come to our living room, and we have some food that we eat, and uh, then I just get into the Word and uh, share. We've been going through the book of James uh, the last several weeks, but... Uh, very interestingly, last night we had a couple of Mormon missionaries that came to our uh, that came to our uh, Bible study, our home group, whatever you want to call it. And wow. so that was fun. They were very very nice, just very nice young gentlemen, and I think they seem to enjoy it. But but um, I don't know if you're aware, but here in our community, there's um, a pretty concentrated effort of the of the LDS. They send missionaries in quite a bit, and as a matter of fact, several years ago. Um, the doorbell rang and I went and there was a young Mormon missionary standing on the porch with his guitar and he had some teenagers with him. And he says, we just want a Christmas carol. 
and said, hey, that's great. And he played the guitar and it was wonderful and sang. And we had some great Christmas songs. We invited him into the living room, you know, and had some great times. And uh, uh, then, you know, after his mission was up, he left. And I haven't seen him since, but I've heard his name. It was actually Dan Reynolds. And he's now the lead singer of Imagine Dragons. So he sang Christmas carols to me in my living room. Wow. And I, 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 the Imagine Dragons, I mean, that's not my kind of music. Matter of fact, the first time my daughters talked about Imagine Dragons, I said, Magic Dragons, what? <laughs> yeah, that's my brush with fame. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, have you ever met any other uh, famous people? Well, uh, I met uh, Dan Quayle, uh, former vice president. He came yep. to our town in Iowa to campaign for a senator that, uh, that was someone who was running for the Senate and came to the courthouse. And so, yeah, I got to meet him, shake his hand, get his autograph. Did that he spell kind of potato for you? <laughs> Very good question, but no, he did not. He, he, he kind of remained silent. But I mean, other than, other than people that I've seen at concerts, you know, I really, I haven't met a whole lot of famous people. Um, I think we, you and I have gotten close to the same person at different, uh, different times in our life. Did, didn't, cause didn't you meet Harrison Ford? Yeah. Well, you, well, yeah. If you want to say, um, uh, 15 second, 20 second thing. Um, yeah, we, I met Harrison Ford. I was with my son at that time. was pretty young. We were staying at the same motel he was at in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, wait my wife, what's that? Wait a minute. He wasn't staying in a motel. It had to have been a hotel. A hotel, yeah, whatever it was. It yeah, was a fancy okay. one out by the airport. So yeah, oh yeah. My wife was at a conference. We decided to stay there with her, and and um, I guess he was there like renewing his license to fly, and I I believe he was getting a new buying a new plane. So yeah, he we, used to do a lot of lot of business there at uh, in Wichita. Yeah, so we knew about it, and we were leaving the parking lot and we saw Harrison Ford out. And so we just drove by and said, Hey, Mr. Ford, how are you doing? And my son was really excited. Um, he doesn't like talking to adults, but he'll talk to kids. So he greeted us and that was about it. Uh, Harrison Ford cannot be more than six foot five or five foot six. Probably. Yeah. He's a short guy, isn't he? He is. It, it really surprised me. I mean, what was he Han Solo? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Han, Han, Han Solo, you can't see him, man. Uh, it's just, uh, anyway. Yeah, you know, interestingly enough, I, uh, I, I had gone to the, uh, it was in Washington, D.C., and I went to the American History Museum, and they have his suit that he wore in Air Force One. And I saw that, and I went, that is a small suit. Certainly Harrison Ford isn't that short. And a few months after you saw him, I saw him in Wichita. I saw him at a restaurant. And I went, yeah, he is short. And I, I talked to him and he told me about meeting you. And he said, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 He said, uh, you know, he says, your name is Dave. He said, I met another Dave. And it was the most annoying experience I've ever had in my life. Yes. And I said, yeah. I apologize on behalf of all Daves. Oh, man. Well, it's almost as annoying as you telling this story. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, we have a mutual pastor friend, and I, I, it's been so long, so I could be wrong a little bit with the details here, 
but he was out in um, Universal Studios out in Anaheim somewhere, and uh, he was waiting in line for something, and they were doing the Star Trek movie. Do you remember that? Star Trek, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so they were doing a movie, and they were looking for um, Klingons to come on as, uh, you know, just what do they call those people that are in a the movie? They don't have any title. They just, oh, they're just, uh, an extra. Yeah, an extra. So mm-hmm. uh, our friend Mike, he goes in there, and uh, and he's an extra in that movie. He's a Klingon, which is Is weird. that right? I guess I've yeah. not heard that story. That's pretty cool. Uh, maybe another um, thing that we did is we were down with our family, and we were in line with uh, the test track ride down to Epcot, and standing right in front of us was Kobe Bryant and uh, his family. No kidding. Yeah, which is cool. And then I think when I was nine or ten, I was at a golf tournament with my dad and mom, and it was a pro-am tournament, and I got Mickey Mantle's autograph and have the picture. My mom took the picture. And we still have it today, the autograph as well. And that was kind of uh, cool. And then one last um, lame claim to fame is uh, we were at Ames at a pro-life event. And Alan Robertson, you know who Alan Robertson is? I don't have a clue. He is one of the Duck Dynasty guys. He's the uh, preacher guy for Duck Dynasty. Robertson, okay. And him and his wife were talking that day, and we were able to – uh, talk with him and get our pictures with him. Very nice guy. Real, very real, real nice guy. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, yeah. I thought uh, we didn't have a guest for tonight. So um, <laughs> no. Dave and I kind of did some uh, research looking for unusual license plates, funny license plates. And uh, did you, did you find some Dave? I did. Why don't you uh, begin with a few? And I don't know if we picked out the same ones or not, but we'll we'll find out. We're gonna find out. Yeah, I guess my favorite one was the hearse that has the uh, that has the license plate "You Are Next." <laughs> that sounds like our mortician from town, man. That's what he would do. Uh, I like one that it's uh, an infinity. You know the infinity cars? Sure. Yeah, so this guy from New Jersey, it says Infinity on the back, the logo of it, and then his license plate says and beyond. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I, here's one. I, I like this one. It was a it was a truck that was filled with uh, old used tires. Oh yeah. And yeah. the license plate simply said tired that's pretty good huh that's pretty good that is good or what about the delorean that somebody had and its license plate says timeless timeless that's great anyone who has never seen back to the future of course has no idea what we're laughing about there but no i know i know i know who hasn't seen back to the future well my kids they haven't they have not, and I can't get them to be interested in it, and I don't understand because that's like one of the best movies that was ever made. The f- first time they came out, I think, was 1985. Yes, I was, I was in I was a senior, and it was, uh, I believe it came out right before the summer or of the summer. Yeah, it was and in it the fall. Was, oh, it was in the fall? Mm-hmm. And it lasted in the theater, I don't know, I thought it was four, five, six months. Yeah, 
Yeah, quite some time. It was incredible, but I went to so, it several times. Maybe it did come out in the summer, and I just saw it in the fall. Because I was, I was actually a student at, uh, well, I won't say where I was a student, but it was a Bible college. Okay. And back in the mid-80s at this Bible college, we were forbidden to go to movies. And so some friends of mine and I, uh, we went to the movie anyway. And, uh, you know, we kind of... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so we went and saw Back to the Future together in November of 1985, and it was great. I loved it. I still, I still do. I still, 35 years, 36 years later, I still love it. Oh, man. There's, uh, I have one here of a, a bright red Porsche, and it's just, oh, man, it, it has to be, you know, 100,000 plus. But the oh, license wow. plate says zero kids. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> you have a couple more at all? I don't have any stickers that say uh, my uh, my child is an honor student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I like. There's a, a panel truck, and the business is Detection Drain Services, and the license plate says "Poo Forever." <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i have one a guy has a ford bronco and the license plate says not oj <laughs> <laughs> no, <Jay. laughs> oh, i love it i love it i love that's it funny do you have any more no i don't uh, well i my the last one i had is a guy that owns a sob and his license plate says what's up <laughs> what's up what's up <laughs> oh those are great mine just has a bunch of numbers and letters on it i'm boring i know mine too and yours is like, yours, yours is an iowa plate isn't it yeah yeah mine's yeah. Kansas. i'm gonna change it to two daves though maybe that would be awesome wouldn't it two daves yeah yeah they would they would probably ask why because you weigh as much as two daves or what i mean come on <laughs> No, the answer is two Daves are better than one. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Well, you know, I, re I read a recent survey, Dave, from this research group called Turnkey, Turnkey? and they found okay. out that... Um, hey, wait a minute. Yeah? I had that at Thanksgiving. Oh, you did? A turnkey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this has been brought to you by <laughs> Awkward Moments and Silent Moments. All right. Anyway, All right, it said that uh, they did a survey, and they found out that 30% of Americans uh, have not taken a leisure trip at any length. 30% of Americans? Yeah. Now, I know that's you have, crazy. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's hard to believe, especially in the times that we're living in. It really is, yeah. I... We we live in such a mobile society. Our society is more mobile than it has been at any time in history. So yeah. what are people doing? How come they aren't traveling? You know, I talk to a lot of people that have never even gone out of the state. Isn't that something? Yeah. And, and you know, look at, look at the transportation. Over 100 years, the change of transportation. I mean, it used to took take days uh, to travel from, let's say, Iowa to uh, Florida or whatever. Now it just takes, you know, a couple hours. And you, yeah. you think of, of um, 
train. You can go by train, you can go, which I don't know why you would, except I heard some of the Amtrak um, tracks were pretty cool when going out I, west. I took a train ride. I took a train ride from uh, La Plata, Missouri to Chicago. My whole family. We uh, This was a family vacation that we did back in... 2008 I believe and we we took an Amtrak ride to Chicago and it was fun I would never do it again but it was a lot of fun it really was yeah but did it have those um um viewing cars and yeah. did it have, uh, you know where what the restaurant cars or wherever that yeah. was yeah mm -hmm. that's pretty cool I heard well, it's expensive it, though to go Amtrak yeah it's it's expensive it was kind of one of those once in a lifetime things you know but my wife wasn't very comfortable like for instance the viewing car she couldn't handle it made her made her sick but mm. um yeah i don't know, well, I don't let's, know. okay let's do something here let's talk about what different transportation vehicles have you been in to get you from point a to point b so we both can say a car no no i, I haven't ridden in one of them newfangled cars <laughs> yes yes car, uh, okay yes. How about a motorcycle? I have ridden a motorcycle once. Okay, I have too. With David um, Pantleo. Do you know David? Oh, yeah, David, yeah. Yeah, yeah I rode his, his, his bike, yeah. Dave, David and his wife Brenda are, uh, they, go, they do a lot of Christian stuff, and they help um, the, the motorcycle community. Good, just great people. They yeah. came to church one time, Dave, and I was handing out pretend um, – raffle tickets to the people and we had a raffle drawing and I said Dave come on up and let's do a raffle drawing and he's like okay well he brought his his I told him to bring his motorcycle up to the front you know so he did and he's pulling it out and I didn't tell him what it was about and so he pulled it out and he was all excited and I said and uh, I, I said which one it was and we had it already staged who was going to stand up and get really excited about it. And they ran up and they go, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. And he's like looking at me. And I said, this is great, isn't it, Dave, that you're giving your bike away to these people? This has been a great raffle. <laughs> Dave, you are, you are an instigator. I'll tell you. <laughs> he never came back. I don't know why. <laughs> okay, so, so motorcycle, you said train. Yes, yes, I've taken okay. the train. Mm -hmm. uh, I've I've been on a, a ferry where you, you know, we took our family, drove the car on the ferry boat. Yep, I've been on a ferry. Transported that way. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I've been on a boat. Yep, yep. A plane. Yes, although it took you a long time to get on a plane. Oh, man. Yeah. I remember you and I, for years, we wanted to go to Las Vegas and see somebody in concert. <laughs> you don't want to say who that is. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, go ahead. I mean, I drink ginger yes. ale. Yes, yes. We, we want to see somebody. Yeah, we want to go see somebody. But you said we're going to have to drive because I will not get in a plane. But no. it wouldn't last what? what six seven years you've been flying all over the place i have yeah but unfortunately it was not until i was 47 that i or 46 whatever i started uh maybe 47 48 i don't know it's embarrassing but uh, i remember my first flight my wife and i were, were going down to uh uh where are we going we're going to pinehurst uh pennsylvania and uh no not pennsylvania what is that pinehurst 
South Carolina, North Carolina, right? <laughs> I don't know, wherever Pinehurst is, wherever Pinehurst is, and, and yeah, North Carolina. Okay, so anyway, uh, we had to go from Des Moines to Detroit. And, you know, if you've those small short flights, you're up and you're down, that's it. You know, it was, it was less than an hour we were there. But we hit all kinds of turbulence, got into a storm, oh, and, no. uh, and, you know, I'm just like, oh, I dreamed about what, what that would be like. And as we landed, uh, the, one of the, the ladies that works there, she's, um, uh, she said, uh, we'd just like to uh, uh, thank our first-time flyer. Uh, he's 48 years old. Come on up here, and we've got your uh, your flight little badge for you that you can wear. So, <laughs> you know, where six-year-olds would get it, I was a 47, 48-year-old guy, and I got my first uh, flying badge. But that that's was awesome. kind of I never uh, heard that story. That's that's pretty good. Uh, you know, there's other ways. So anyway, I guess we're just saying there's so many ways to travel nowadays. Um, I don't understand why people don't get outside of their own state. Have you ever been on a golf cart? I've been on a golf cart, Dave, plenty of times. Plenty of times, yeah. A horse. You name a horse, it. yes, me too, yeah. So, yeah. Now, I think you found some more research, right, about travel and vacation? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, the uh, – <clears throat> yeah, the results are pretty amazing. And uh, it may perhaps explain the gaps of knowledge that a lot of Americans seem to have of the world. You know, I, I remember growing up, my dad, and we, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I probably looking back on it, we could say that we were poor, although I didn't know it then. You know, my, my parents never, they always provided. Right. But my dad always made sure that we had a family vacation. And I mean, we didn't go to anything spectacular, but we did see a lot of things and um, they just felt like that was important. That that was important for our development was that we go and see things. And so I, I tried to also do that for my kids as they were growing up to, to go on vacation. But there's a lot of people. Here's some results of this, this survey that probably just will knock your socks off. 11% of survey respondents have never traveled outside of the state where they were born. Well, there you go. Just what I was talking about. Yeah. Over half of those surveys, over half, we're talking 54% say they visited 10 states or fewer. As there are many as, still 50 states, right? There are 50. Well, right now there are, yes. Okay, all right. As many as 13% say they've never flown in an airplane. 49% hmm. of those questions say they've never left the country. And we both have, we're both international travelers, aren't we? We've left the country. Yeah. yeah. Over half of respondents have never owned a passport. So I, I just thought that's interesting. You but you know, this lack of travel isn't always because people don't want to. A lot of the times, matter of fact, most of those surveyed, they expressed a desire to travel with 85% saying that they like to experience new things. And nearly 60% said that they have a list of places in mind that they'd like to see. Mm. Yeah. You know, so, you were talking. I'm, I'm, what? You were talking about. Um, you know, being poor, not knowing it. I, I'm the same way. I mean, I grew up in a poor family, but, you know, your parents worked hard. My, my parents worked hard. 
um, I didn't know how poor they were and they never let me know, but yeah, we did take vacations and you know, what, what kind of vacations did you take Dave before, you know, tonight we're going to talk about uh, a couple of our favorite places to go, but what kind of family vacations did you take? And, and, and uh, I can share a few of mine. Oh, I, I can remember times that we, and we loved, we loved to rent a fold down camper. Some people call them pop-ups. Uh, yep. We call them fold downs. I don't know what the difference between a pop-up and a fold down is, but uh, we would get that and our family would stay. And then we had so much fun uh, renting those things. Uh, we would go, uh, we went to Mount Rushmore one time in South Dakota. We went to the Great Smoky Mountains in uh, like Tennessee and, and that area. Um, just a lot. One of the most honest, when I think of family vacations, one of the things that really comes to my mind incredibly was a time when my dad was pastoring a very small church in Northern Missouri and making next to nothing, but he had built a camper for our pickup. He built it himself and it was, it was pretty crude. And in those days, in the early 1970s, I mean, there was no air conditioning in most vehicles anyway, at least in right. you know, families in our economic strata. And uh, so I remember it being very hot and, uh, but we had a good time. Well, we had a good time up until my sister shot my dad. What? Uh, yeah. She had gotten a BB gun and <laughs> oh, no. was target shooting. And for some reason, my dad walked in front in between her and the target and she shot him in the finger and he kept that BB in his finger for years, years after that. I think to just kind of taunt her, he kept saying, you know, he said, someday I'm going to die. And he said, several years down the road, all of a sudden there's going to, in that casket, you're going to hear, or you're not going to hear, but there's going to be the noise. Bing. BB is going to drop and roll. <laughs> but he eventually actually did have it removed. But That's funny. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure not at the time, but that, that's a yeah. Oh no, not at the time. It was terrible. And then we had a couple of flat tires on the way, and he had to change the tire himself with that bad hand. And oh, it was it wasn't any fun for him, but it was fun for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Dad's doing it. Yeah. Well, Dave, how many states have you visited in your life? Um, more than ten, I can tell you that. I, you know, I thought about that. I think yeah, I've been 39 out of 50, maybe 40, because, you know, when I was young, my, my parents took us places. We would go down to Branson before Branson became big, and uh, we would stay in the cabin down there with uh, one of dad's friends and their family. That's in, that's and, in Missouri. Yeah, that's in Missouri. That's correct. And we would uh, fish and uh, go to those water. Remember the old water slides that they used you could go to and we would do that and and uh just you know um eat eat uh uh by the fire and all that kind of stuff i mean it was oh. just fun stuff sometimes our vacations were going to watch the minnesota twins up in minneapolis we'd stay for a few days sometimes it was going down to kansas city i mean it wasn't you, very far are you a twins fan yeah, I, I'm a Twins fan, and uh, and how did uh, I not know that? Yeah, that was those are still my teams, but um, huh. you know, I guess they say for Vikings fan, once a loser, always a loser. But 
anyway, uh, I, wow. now I, I'm just, I can't believe that I've known you all these years. And I never knew yeah. you were a Vikings fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had, we had also gone to my dad's aunt lived in Los Angeles, well, Thousand Oaks. So I remember them working overtime. My mom worked extra job, I believe. And we were able to go out to, um, out to, uh, uh, Thousand Oaks, and that was such a great. It was 1976, Dave. You know what 1976 was? Yeah, the bicentennial. Yeah, yeah. And so I was uh, nine years old, and my aunt and uncle um, were were a lot more well to do than my my uh, my family, and they were so generous with what they did. They took us to a Dodgers game. They took us to Disneyland. They took us to Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, we went to um, Universal Studios. We went to the Wax Museum. I mean, it's just, those were great memories. And then my aunt and uncle lived out in Newport, Rhode Island, which, have you ever been to Rhode Island before? I have not. So, you know, they live way out on Newport, and they were um, starting a new church, and and uh, we went out there on the beach. We were able to go to Plymouth Rock, we, all that kind of stuff. I was maybe 12 years old then. And we stopped at the Baseball Hall of Fame. We stopped at the Football Hall of Fame. We stopped at the Tennis Hall of Fame. And uh, that was, uh, those were great, great memories. Um, and I'm so grateful that my mom and dad took time out, just like you're grateful your, your parents took time out to do that with the family. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, how many states have you been to, Dave? If I, I've been well, to 39, 40, what about you? I've only been to 29 states. So uh, you obviously have done more traveling than I, but uh, yeah, 29 states. Well, like the song goes from the Beach Boys, I get around. <laughs> yeah, I guess you do. <laughs> well, you know, we, uh, we thought it'd be fun to talk about some of our favorite places we vacationed or maybe just visited for the fun of it. So uh, I guess I'll start. Do you mind? Okay. No, go ahead. Okay. Well, um, two of the places uh, I, I, I've, I've traveled literally all over the world, several continents. Um, but I guess if I wanted to narrow it down to two, uh, we took a trip to Washington, D.C. in 1991. My wife and I hadn't been married very long, not quite a year yet. And we went with my parents and my brother and my sister. And uh, we took a, my, my parents by that time had a fifth wheel camper. And we took that and we went to, first went to Pennsylvania and saw like Gettysburg and things like that. And uh, then on to DC. And it was a lifelong dream. I mean, I, yes, I was young. I was in my twenties, but I had forever dreamed of going to Washington DC. And it always just seemed like a pipe dream. And finally, it was made possible. And I, I remember we, we took the subway to the National Mall. And for those of you who don't know, the mall is not a shopping mall. <laughs> the, the mall is, is a wide open stretch of grass between the Washington Monument and the Capitol buildings, uh, like three miles. And uh, we came up out of the subway onto the mall and you could see the Capitol and you could see the Washington Monument and you could see the Jefferson Memorial and the Lincoln Memorial. And I remember just thinking, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. And we talked a little bit in one of our episodes about um, I'm, I'm a history buff, you know, and, and I like especially presidential history. 
And I think I, I've always thought that everybody who is who's in American history and everybody who's in American government in school ought to be required to go to Washington, D.C. because in history you learn you learn what happened, but when you're there, you are where it happened. In government, you learned what goes on. In DC, you see it where it happens. I mean, we sat in the Senate chamber, you know, we saw Senator Al Gore stand up and talk. Um, you know, that was obviously before he was vice president. And it's just, um, it, it's, it was just a very fascinating time for me. And I guess I would, I would, uh, include that as probably my most interesting vacation just simply because of my lifelong interest in history and government. And um, why don't you go ahead and go with your first one before I give my second one. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second because I, that's on my bucket list to go to Washington. Um, in fact, uh, yeah, you know, uh, I've, I've always, one of the things I've wanted to do is open up in prayer either in, um, in the house or, or in the Senate. And, uh, trying to make that happen and we got close one time and then stuff happened and then we're trying again so uh but my daughter well, I went there. What, you'll probably make it if you promise to say amen and amen. <laughs> i'm not doing that uh, oh, okay. uh but my daughter went there for her eighth grade trip from school oh, and um you know i was a little i was a little envious of that because that's pretty cool it has to be, um, there has to be a feeling, a lot of emotions that are there when you see all that in person. Oh, I, I can't even begin to describe, you know, I, I tried to begin to describe, you know, as I came up and I just saw those, was, uh, wow, I'm here. And uh, several years later, 12 years later, I had the privilege of taking my oldest daughter. Uh, we had our, our general, our church's general conference was in Washington, D.C. that year. And I went back and took Jessica, my oldest daughter, with me. And so I had the privilege of being able to share that experience with her. I'd love to take my other two daughters with me sometime, but, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I think that would be a good place for a Two Daves podcast sometime. I think that'd be great. Our two families can go. Yeah, that would be great. I, I'd that's love to do that. I would not want to drive. Uh, I'm yeah. not a big city driver. Um, but I would love to have people that know where they're doing, get on one of those bus tours or whatever. Yeah. Now you went, what, 12 years later, you said, after you went there the first time? Yes. We were so, in 1991 and then we went in 2003, which was very interesting. We went, um, just a couple of years after 9-11 and, uh, to see all the restrictions that were in place yet, uh, then we couldn't get into the white house at that time because of the. It was too, a little too close to 9-11. But we heard firsthand responses. For instance, our tour guide at the Capitol told about her experiences on 9-11. Um, they were, you know, nobody knew what was going on, but they were told that they needed to evacuate the Capitol because they heard that another plane was coming towards the Capitol. She said when they evacuated, um, they, they, got out, they got outside and she said she looked back and she saw the steps, the front steps of the Capitol covered with shoes as people were just kicking their shoes off and running, uh, just scared out of their minds. And their shoes were just covering the steps of the Capitol. Wow. Um, just, you know, just incredible, just real surreal. But it was interesting to hear that kind of those firsthand remarks from someone who was there. You know, we were not alive when JFK was assassinated. 
That is correct. Neither was he. <laughs> no, no. And, and uh, 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 yeah. So, uh, but we were there for, you know, when 9-11 took place. Um, I was in Wichita at a, at a pastor's conference. Where were you at, Dave? I was, in, uh, I was at a pastor's conference in Colorado. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we heard about that. And just recently, my, my son got married here a couple years ago and in Pennsylvania. And there's a, um, if you're on the interstate there, there's a place that, that you can turn off and go about maybe 40 miles off of the interstate. And that's where uh, the plane, went, one of the planes went down that was intended for Washington. Yes. That's, yes. And I believe that was Todd Beamer's. Yes. Uh, Let's plane. roll. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You go by that marker and you just think, wow, what damage that could have been. And then, you know, they had that earthquake there, which did uh, cause quite a bit of damage in Washington. But I I don't know if they're done uh, with all the the work on that. But that is, uh, in American history, that's a sacred place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, one one day, hopefully. um, Let's let's plan on that, Dave. That's you and I. And our That'd families will go out there and we'll do a podcast from out there. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, I guess the one for me is um, I would like to generalize it and say going to Orlando, but I'm just going to uh, be specific about, say, Orlando, but I'm going to generalize it and say um, Florida. You love Florida, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, the weather, uh, you know, I'm here back in Iowa and it's cold now. <laughs> it's going to be colder the next week and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't get a lot of sun and all that kind of stuff. And I love to play golf. I, so, you know, it's nice to go down there. When my wife and I got married in 1990, my grandmother gave us a check. She said I had started a honeymoon uh, account for you back when you were like 10 years old. And I'm like, What? And it was like $2,200 and we had other money and we went down there and it was my first time to Florida. And my wife had been there a few other times, but we stayed down there and it was the year that Universal Studios opened up in, uh, really? in Orlando. And, but we're not really big time Universal Studios people, we're Disney people. And um, uh, I'm not a big roller coaster ride person. So back then, Universal Studios had the King Kong ride and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm talking about, Jaws and all that. Now everything's a thrill ride, and I just I can't handle that. So, but we really love Disney, and um, I you know I have a love hate relationship with Disney. I, I love going there. This the nostalgia. I just don't like their politics, you know. So, but anyway, I go there, and we love going to the resorts. Um, we can resort hop and each resort has, do you look for the hidden Mickey's? Oh yeah. We've done that all along. Yeah. That's kind of fun. You know, Yeah, it is. It is. Um, we, uh, uh, I don't know if you're going to, are you going to talk about Disney or not? No, no, you go ahead. So you've been there before. I've been there too. Yes. With our whole family. Yep. Yeah. So you know what I'm talking about and many of our listeners know, how fun that is. Now, some listeners would go, uh, I'm never going to go to that place again because they hate crowds and all that. But, 
you, you know, well, it's just I'm a gonna, great I'm place. Honest with you, the reason why I'm going to let you talk about it is because I I wasn't overly impressed. Um, it's my my kids, especially my my middle daughter, is a huge. She calls herself a Disney nerd, and mm-hmm. she always wanted to go to Disney. And so the three girls and my wife had a blast. The only thing I enjoyed about it is that I was with them, and that made it enjoyable. But as far as everything else, I, I've I've been there, been there, seen it, done it. I don't need to go back. Well, you know, well, okay. And I get that, you know, maybe for me, you got to remember back in 1976, I went to Disneyland. So my memory is Disneyland. And in fact, for, for my Christmas gift, one of my Christmas gifts from my mom was she had found, and I knew she had it, but we, we could never find it. She found some of the memorabilia that we got from Disneyland. And so we found, um, I'll show you this right here, from 1976, and it's all together. It's worth quite a bit of money, and it's 26 colorful scenes from Disneyland. And then we found the ticket uh, things of, of uh, Disneyland, and this one is Frontierland. Used to have tickets and have to go do things. These um, at the end were postcards as well, and so it's just – it. You know, it brought back old memories. But Disney World is is split up into four different parks. I don't know. Did you go to all four parks? No, no. We went to Magic Kingdom. Oh, is that the only one you went to? That's the only one we went to. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'll make a case that um, you missed it by not going to the other ones because I think you would probably like it a lot better. Magic Kingdom is just like Disneyland, but, but bigger. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of the nostalgic stuff for fans, you know, Disney fans and all that. And, and it's, it's fun uh, to go to. My, our favorite is Epcot. Mm-hmm. Epcot, it's, it's, uh, there's, there's Tomorrowland, and they're changing it somewhat. And then there's the, the Nations. And it's so cool. My wife and I really love going there by ourselves because we can go there, we shop, we uh, take our time that we can eat at different, you can eat at all these different nations, something little. Um, they have concerts there. It's just fun, you know? Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, and then they have Animal Kingdom, which is a, a good time if you like the animals and stuff. And then the uh, the other one is Hollywood Studios, which for a long time it was a dud. But now it's the place where Star Wars is and, and all that fun, Toy Story and Land and all that. But, you know, so that's kind of, we really love going there. We love staying in the resort now, I'm going to put a little disclaimer here. My daughter-in-law worked there, okay? And my son and daughter-in-law, they met uh, at a college work program for Disney. So that's where they met. They've been married now for a couple of years. Well, there's some perks to being um, associated with family that work there. So resorts, you know, we could get in half price and all that kind of fun stuff. So and get into the parks for free at times, but we've paid for it as well. So that, that's fun. Um, uh, we love the expensive food <laughs> uh, and just the great memories that we have together with our family. I think uh, my best memory is watching my kids go in there for the first time and just watching them just being, I mean, they were in awe through the whole thing. Isn't that fun? Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Watching your kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's good. We, we also um, love going to the beach. Now, I'm like a beached well when I go there, but 
we like going to this past year we went to Marcos Marcos Islands and um it's down by the Everglades and it was incorporated in 1955 Dave and wow, wow. Uh, we went down there because of covid people weren't going on vacation and we stayed in a very expensive place for a poor man's uh, wage and it was a great great time we walked out onto the 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 gulf of mexico uh we went on uh, rides through the swamplands we've been through we went uh, on a journey through the everglades i mean it's just it's beautiful and my wife's favorite part is the beach so mm. i just love i love florida and I guess that's one of my, I, you know, I've been to Florida with you. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We went to Pensacola. Pensacola. Yep. Yep. A couple we were times. On the beach. Yeah. We a couple times. As a family, right? We were a couple times. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So Lane and Jessica were just little kids that when we yeah. all went. To school. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. I think we went at Christmas time, didn't we? Close uh, to it. Didn't we? Uh, no, when we went with our families, that was in that was in May. Uh, okay. Now, when just you and I, and I think your wife was there too. That was that was in yeah, right after Thanksgiving. So first yeah. of December, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Well, what I got, what other? I got really sick while I was there. You did? You don't remember that? I got influenza. It was I was so sick. Oh boy, I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, my bad. Now that's all right. Hey, it's been 25 years ago. So. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, the other place that I really enjoyed, and this is going to sound, forgive me, it's going to sound almost lame because probably everybody and their brother, well, no, not true. No, nobody travels. We just found that out. But uh, a lot of people have been to Pikes Peak. And um, I mean, that's, that's pretty regional for our area. You know, a lot of people have been to Pikes Peak. But the reason why I choose that is my second place is because it, it holds a lot of significance for me. My family and I were visiting in Denver and Colorado Springs. And the morning that we woke up and we were going to go to uh, Pikes Peak, um, I was having some, some physical issues that, that bothered me, that, that actually kind of scared me. And uh, it, it was weighing on me all day long. And we took the, the cog train. I understand that they've now closed that cog train. And that's, that's really too bad because that was a fascinating, fascinating trip, taking mm. that cog train up to, the, up to Pikes Peak. We got out. And I'd been there before. It wasn't like this was the first time that I'd been there. But we got out, uh, got out of the train and stood there. And you could see the, you know, the Purple Mountains majesties. Mm. And I had an epiphany. It was my turn to have an epiphany. And I realized, I mean, God spoke to my heart and he said, I made this, mm. I made this, nothing is too hard for me. And I was just, I, I was, uh, I was so touched that I called my family together, my wife and my three girls, and, and they were young. I, Jessica was the oldest. She was, I think in seventh grade, going into seventh grade. So, and the other two were like going into first or second or something like that. And I called them together. I said, Hey, I said, girls, who made this, this mountain, and who made all this, this earth that we see? God. And what does that mean? And they're like, you know, you can see in their faces, they're like, are we really going to have Sunday school up here, Dad? 
And I said, this means that he can do anything. And I, I'm like crying. I, tears are running down my face because I was having a spiritual experience at the top of, Mount, uh, top of Pike's Peak. And, um, and he took care of that issue. That, that was the last day I ever had to deal with anything like that again. And I, I just believe that God used his creation to speak to my heart at that particular time. And so that's why I will always uh, have a special place in my heart for Pike's Peak. That's, that's a cool story. I'm reminded out of Romans chapter one, it says uh, that uh, uh, his creation makes known to everyone that he is the creator. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, that's, I don't that's, think you can see, you and I have seen some beautiful things in our travels. We've seen yeah. some beautiful things and I do not know how you can see those things and question the existence of God. I, it's just impossible. I know. Uh, yeah. What a great designer, yeah. architect, painter he is. Yes. Mm -hmm. I guess I'll, I'll conclude with um, this one um, is not the most beautiful place I've been to, but it had beautiful people and it kind of wrecked my life in a good way. And I've been to Canada and Mexico. That was the extent of me going, leaving the country. Your international travel, huh? Yeah, but I went on a missions, uh, short missions trip to Haiti, and it was in uh, probably 2015, I think, when I went, maybe maybe 2016. And um, when we went there, I flew into Miami, and I can remember, wow, I'm going to be flying over the the Caribbean and, and, uh, just, you know, something new for me. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, we're going in there. I hadn't, I, I had no expectations because I was clueless in where we were going. We went to Port-au-Prince, mm -hmm. we went to Port-au-Prince. And if you remember, Haiti had the terrible earthquake. Port-au-Prince was the epicenter there. And they, um, and we got in, flew into there and there was half of the airport was crumbled and the other half was the newer part. And it what we flew in, and uh, we had to you pay. Flying the crumbled part? Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we flew in, and we um, went inside the airport, and we had to pay money. You know, kind of. Um, here's our take thirty bucks, whatever. Mm -hmm. And our leader said, "Hold on to your bags. We've got people ready for you." And when we stepped out, Dave, there had to have been a thousand Haitians that were out there. They were looking just at, at us people. I mean, we were, we were rich people compared to them. And uh, many of them were wanting to take our bags and, and make some extra money. But we, you know, we got help by our friends and, and went through and just saw the destruction. It's a third world nation, especially there. I mean, it's third world. And uh, the traffic was incredible. You know what I'm talking about, right? You've been to a third world country. Yeah, and I've been to Haiti. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, uh, you've been to Haiti too. Yeah. So, you know, uh, being there, it's, it's beautiful. It's 90 degrees all the time, it seems like. And, and uh, I was talking to my, my daughter one time. And she says, um, how can they live like that? And I said, well, I'll tell you what, God knows what he's doing because their houses, they have no, electric, uh, no electricity, most of them. They don't have heaters or air conditioners. Can you imagine those kind of people surviving in Iowa? They couldn't survive, but God put them in that kind of 
country, you know, mm -hmm. but we went there and, and went to orphanages and it was more than just the scenery. It was, that was, that experience was all about being with the people. Yeah. And, um, um, it was a, a life changing, um, uh, incident for me. I mean, life changing time event, and I'll never forget, and we're getting ready to go back again whenever COVID's over with, and we're going to take some people from our church. But to hold those orphans, some of them had been in an orphanage for all their life, and they were 15, 16. Uh, I didn't hold 15, 16-year-olds. I'm not saying that. But to hold some of those babies that you know they're going to live there most of their, their, um, their, their lives there, at least until they're 18. And then, you know... And it was just incredible to see things because when you live in America, you're just so used to having everything you want. Mm -hmm. But the most beautiful thing about that place, it was beautiful, the trees and all that kind of stuff. But the most beautiful thing was the people. Yeah. I love the Haitian people. Can't, can't wait to get back. And I still talk to one of the pastors that um, helped drive us down there. So th that was a life-changing moment for me that that's that's good that's interesting you have any uh any plans to travel anywhere this year florida florida yep yeah i got kids down there so i'm gonna go down there play golf hopefully disney will open up go to, go to disney and go to the beach again should be yeah. fun what about you dave going anywhere this year well, I am uh, planning to, in, in May, I'm going to go, we're going to go down and see my daughter and her husband that live in Texas in the Dallas area. It's been a few years since I've been able to make a trek down there. So I want to go see them. Uh, next month, we're going to be flying to LA again. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter is out there uh, doing a youth with a mission stint and she graduates the 27th of February. So my wife and I are going to fly out there for her graduation. We, we were out there, we took her out in October, and my first time in California, I could add number 29 in California. But yeah. uh, we talked before how I like, uh, I really love, you know, the Hollywood uh, scene, you know, movies and everything. Right. And so we got to do some touring in Hollywood, you know, uh, the Walk of Fame and, and uh, a lot of things there in Hollywood. And so I, we're looking forward to maybe doing a few more things in the short time that we're there. So, uh, yeah, that's what's coming up this year. Hopefully things will start opening up a little bit for you out there. Yeah, yeah. That'll, be, yeah. that'll be nice. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was kind of fun to talk about travel. And I would suggest anybody get out there with your family. Don't make work such a priority that you miss out on making memories with your kids. And if you don't have kids, make memories with your wife. And if you don't have a wife, get out there and have some fun. Maybe you'll and find a wife. Maybe, yeah, maybe you will. Maybe you will. So, um, you know, um, as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I would again say, even if you didn't, uh, we would ask you to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends. It's so fun to be able to do this. Dave, we're into our fourth episode now. Can you believe it? Having fun with it. Well, until next time, always remember... Two Daves are better than one.